You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 29. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iga Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds, grab a cup of tea, coffee, something fun to drink, and let's chat. Today's episode is especially brought to you today by our own Orisha Wisdoms Ori Affirmations. Do you want to know what Ori is? Do you want to connect with your Ori? This is a free resource that is available to everyone. So go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash O-R-I-1 and you can go grab yours. Now about today's episode. I'm a bit nervous about today's episode because one, it's very personal. It is a true story. It happened very recently. And two, it's a good example of our philosophy. So with that, I'm sure with the title, you can tell that it has something to do with justice. So Today, we are going to get very, very real. Many people come to Santeria or Voodoo so that they can serve their own justice. Some justices need some help from everywhere. A rape, robbery, domestic violence, murder. These are big, big things and basically... You need help from wherever it is that you can get it. If it's something major that has happened to you, then definitely not only should you seek law to help you, law enforcement, police, lawyers, etc. However, you should also see a responsible priest to see if there is an energy going on or something that can be done. Now, if things keep happening to you, It could be a warning that the Orishas are trying to give to you or something that they're putting in your way, maybe to focus on your own family, to slow down a bit, to see a doctor or for some other reason. Then we have the other times, air quotes, other times. That time when your neighbor made too much noise again. That time when your coworker wore that horrible strong perfume, which again made you sneeze for the rest of the day. That dude who took your parking spot again and he knows that you have trouble walking or you have a walker or a cane and they see you every day, but he took it anyway. Or that weirdo who looks at you like you're a dessert. You know, for those kinds of people, Is this now when we need to work someone? 
Is this the time where we should do some hoodoo on someone, on that someone? You might be like, you know, it's nothing really that bad, but I have to do something. I need to do something. A little witchcraft, spiritual something. I need something to help me. I need a little justice, a little karma. My way would be absolutely great. And I've seen some spells in that Facebook group, and there's that book that I purchased. I am so sure that it is going to work. Sometimes we need to get it out. And the question is always, why did this happen to me? Why? 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 This person needs to get it, right? Okay. Now let's go into the story that I want to share with you. It's no secret that I am a scout mother, which means that I have a type of a scout under me. One of my boys is a boy scout, and the other one is a cub scout. And this time, they're selling to raise money for their camps. Both of them camp cards. It's a type of card that is a rewards. It's a discount card. Some of them are one-time use. Some of them are for the rest of the year. But either which way, every time they sell each of these cards, they get money for their camps. We decided one day. Listen, it's a Friday. Let's hit one of the streets in our neighborhood. I took my sneakers. Let's take the dog, and we did. We went door to door. Some people opened. Some people purchased. Some people said, "I'm sorry, we're not interested." And we did have a couple of. We did have one very rude person, but it's okay. We just kind of went along with everything, and we went home. We went home. I remember getting home around maybe eight thirteen p.m. We started around seven. We really don't take that long to do it over the weekend. On Monday, I get a text. This text has a link. What I saw on the link was okay. Before I even tell you what I saw, let me, or how I felt, let me tell you first what I saw. I see a link that is linked to several social media outlets. One of them being Facebook, another one being somewhere else that communities go speak to, and it was a crime alert,、uh, a crime activity alert, and we've seen them. We usually take a look to kind of keep an eye out of something that may be going a little、uh, not too sure on our neighborhood. And it says, you know, these kids were canvassing the neighborhood. I'm pretty sure that they were going to rob, and and one of them he said his name, pack question question mark, and I called the cops, and I'm just waiting for them, and it was about eight o seven p.m. So I know that when I see the video, it's my youngest who is six years old. At some point, my middle one just came in, and. I was just absolutely shocked. I was hurt. I was angry. Did I mention that I was hurt? I was very hurt because these are just children, and they knock on the door, step back. You could see them talking in the video. You could see the older brother checking in on the younger brother, and then they looked up again and he walked away. That was the end of it. My whole thing was. Oh my goodness! These are just children. 
They told you their name. Really, if we're going to rob your house, we're not going to stand there, ring your doorbell, stay in the video, and tell you our names. We're just not going to do that. My whole thing was, how dare she? Was this racially inspired? Like, what was going on? Because they did say first name, and I think the little one said first and last name. He flip-flops through that sometimes. But in my mind, she had to get it. This was anger talking. This is like the wrath of mama bear talking. I just, she had to get it. Something had to be done. After this, I wrote a response to her on social media. Well, I typed up a response, actually four versions of this response. And I decided, you know what? I, I can't, I can't press send. I need to talk to somebody. I made a call. I had to go downstairs. I'm at my job. I'm in tears. I just couldn't believe that now my children were in some file cabinet of the cops. And I just like, I just couldn't believe that this was happening to us when they were doing nothing wrong. They had their scouts uniform. Both of them had their uniforms on as they are supposed to. I made a call with tears. I just, I had to get the pain out, but it wasn't coming out enough. I was so, so hurt. And my thing was, I planned to get her through my snappy response because I'm pretty good on paper and she had to get it. So I make a call and I tell my husband what is going on and what I plan to do. And he says, do nothing. Now, <laughs> for those of you who are mothers, you know that right now you're probably rolling your eyes or slamming something or throwing something because you're not going to be like, I, you want me to do nothing? This woman just sent my children's video to the police, put it out on social media, and you expect me to do nothing. I completely disagreed. My whole thing was, you know, what does he know? He wasn't there. It was me who walked around with the boys and our dog, by the way, who was barking at everybody. She's very cute. But the whole point is, he doesn't know. What the heck does he know? And then I, uh, the unthinkable happened. I am getting ready to copy and paste my killer response and the post was gone, deleted, gone, bye-bye, sayonara, gone. I am at this point so angry. How am I supposed to get this off my chest? How am I supposed to get even? How am I supposed to get my justice? And just like that, Poof, it was over. I told you that, yes, this was going to be a very personal episode. But I did ask, you know, where was Arisha then? How can they let this happen? How can this happen? We pretty much pray every day. There are some days that I forget, folks, but pretty much every day. What happened? Where's my justice? Where's, I mean, the kids haven't done anything. Okay, story continues. Tuesday, that's the next day, was the neighborhood watch meeting. The cops were scheduled to be there, but I have Boy Scouts meeting that same night, and I really, really wanted to be there in person to speak to the officers, and I did not want to be late. 
I stayed at my son's meetings parking lot. I really did not move. I didn't want to just go off to an errand and then be late. Like I wanted for him to be, as soon as they closed their meeting, I wanted to grab my kid, put him in the car and run to that meeting. And that's what I did. And I'm rushing back. And don't worry, I am driving within the miles limit, but I am rushing nonetheless. And when I get there, folks, you're not going to believe this. Everything was closed. The place where the meeting was being held, closed. Not a single car. The lights are off. And I got home so upset because, again, I missed my chance to get my justice. Okay? Get it? My whole justice thing? I'm thinking of what to do, and I'm imagining on how many herbs I'm going to have to crush to get her because this lady, I can't believe that she did this, and how could you do that? And my mind is going. I am absolutely furious. Little did I know that I had something waiting for me. My godmother was visiting for a few days, which is a rare treat because actually that was a surprise. She told my husband and they kept it a secret and I came home like nothing and she was there. It was just totally great. So she was visiting and my husband was on the phone. I wanted to find out how the meeting went and all that stuff. I I just missed it. I couldn't get there in time and I had to get the boys ready for bed. So she tells me, And guess what? That lady was there. Now, I wish that I could show you just how red I must have gotten because now I'm even angrier, like anger. I'm fuming. Maybe I should have dumped my kid at the meeting, rushed over to that meeting, and then just driven back to pick him up when his, you know, scout meeting was over. And she tells me, And she spoke up in front of the community about what the boys did to her in front of everybody. Now, I keep using the word furious, but if they would have cracked an egg on my head, it would have boiled. I think it would have fried. I was so angry. My godmother tells me that she was really praying hard to every Orisha, to Jesus Ganesh, the virgin of the neighborhood watch meetings to make sure that I did not walk in through that door, especially when that lady was talking. Because if I heard the things that she was saying, she was not sure what I was going to (laughs) do. She's like, I have no idea what you could have done to that lady. I said, I'm not going to hit her. But she's like, but you could be ruthless. I'm like, well, those are my kids. The meeting went on as it was scheduled and the folks asked their questions, the cops spoke, and then, you know, the end of the meeting. I haven't mentioned to you that my husband is the chair of the Neighborhood Watch, so he had a role to speak at this meeting because he runs that meeting. And because it was a long meeting, he stepped into the restroom after the meeting happened. And he heard rushed knocks at the door, like, you got to come out here. You got to come out here. 
Someone who was in a different committee who was there was knocking quite fast and just rushing him to get out. He makes it out and she starts kind of blubbering to him. Listen, um, that lady, she's talking to the police and it's about your boys and she's asking them all these questions because, you know, they were canvassing her neighborhood and they were probably going to rob her and da 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 You have to get here. So as he walks... <laughs> This is where I would have rushed over with red eyes, fumes coming out of my nose and my ears. I mean, I think I would have been ready to strike. This is really terrible to admit, but I really didn't like that crazy lady right about now. And he calmly smiles as he's reaching the lady and the cop. And he says, I want to apologize for my boy scaring you. And from what I understand, he said that very gently. And she's confused because she's been complaining about, you know, these hooligans who are about to break into her door. And I don't know what they were going to do because, you know, a six-year-old child can totally break into your home. And the cops just didn't come to her rescue. And this is a terrible community and all that stuff. And he comes with this. So she's very confused. And he tells her, those boys that you were speaking about in the meeting, those are my boys. And he smiled and he just kind of paused. She was like, really? But it was so late. Where were their parents? And my husband told her, I'm like, it's Friday evening. They had no school the next day and their mom was right there with our dog. Did you see her? She was there. She would never let them go out on their own, especially in the neighborhood. They're, they're still too little to do that. And... He's like, well, one of them is 12 and the other one is six. And they did tell you who, like which pack and which troop they were with. So they did say what they were supposed to say. And she said, well, I didn't see a parent there. She only based the call on the video from the ring. For those of you who don't know, ring is um, uh, like a doorbell. But every time you press the doorbell or some activity happens in front of the doorbell, it shoots a video to your phone and it has a place that you can review and you can talk to the person back. And he asked her, well, did you look at your peephole to see if you saw anything? She said, well, I don't have one. And he offered, he's like, you know, I'll, I'll gladly, I'll gladly help you install it because that would have been a lot cheaper and less stressful you know, thinking that these boys were out to get you. So at this point, mind you, he's being very, very gentle. And the officer who was there, from what I was told, he couldn't stand in front of her and look at her with a straight face. He kept shifting to the side, smirking. You know, when you're trying to hold in laughter that basically you can't look at the person because if you look at the person responsible, you are absolutely going to crack up. That's what, that was basically what was going on with this officer. And to me, after all of this, and you know, a couple of other interactions happen at the, at the very end of the conversation, they did talk for a bit and she sent our boys her apologies. And you know, that's it. They shook hands and that was the end of that. To me, I was like, this is not enough. She needs to get it. She needs to get it. She needs to be told. I will contact her. Besides, she left her address right there. I will totally reach out to her. 
And my godmother, she pulled rank and she's like, she did get it. She looked like a fool in front of the entire community and you didn't have to do anything. And I thought about it, but oh, I just was so unhappy. I had no choice but to let it go. So now it's like my godmother's talking, my husband is talking. I'm like, oh, fine, fine. I'm going to let it go. And I feel really bad because my Pulitzer Award writing for social media had to be put to rest and nobody's ever going to know about it. And in my mind, justice, my justice was not served. A few weeks passed and all of this is over. And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to brave it again and I'm going to go back into the neighborhood so that the boys can earn a little more money. We had finished our chores. There weren't so many things to do in the house. Come on, put on your uniforms. Let's just go back out. And before I went out, I put on social media the following. We will be walking around the neighborhood with one Cub Scout and one Boy Scout so that they can earn money towards their camp with camp cards. Promise, we're not out to rob houses. And I put a winky face there, hoping that you'll support them. Each card is five bucks, quite a steal. And that was it. That's all I said. We left the house and um, got a few people who purchased from each of them. I have them. Since I'm walking with them, I have to alternate. So you go hit this house, you go hit that house, and we alternate and we keep going. And I take my dog because she loves it. And a few messages began to come in like, oh, what kind of discounts? And I said, oh, I'll take a picture because I don't know the whole list. Uh, Can you come to my house? I need one. I need two. Great job, boys. And some people were nice. Um... Some people were just like, yeah, we're not interested. And some people said, well, we're not interested, but still great job. And that was really, really nice for the boys to experience that. And we got some fun, smart remarks, like a little funny remarks, because they were referencing to what happened before, which we never told the boys about. So I responded graciously with a smiley face or with a thumbs up, and I tried not to comment at all. As we're walking by, we went to a particular house, and it was my youngest one who knocked on this house. Oh, and my dog is barking like crazy because that is what she does. And the lady comes out with two small children who are loving the fact that I have a dog and they want to pet her all day long. And of course, my dog absolutely loves it. Asabi, my dog, absolutely loves it. And she's looking at my youngest Cub Scout, and she she knows that something is coming. And she lets him go through his spiel, like, hi, my name is, you know, I'm from PAC, blah, 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 and I'm selling cards to earn money for camp, and da-da-da-da-da. So she purchases the card, she thanks him, and I tell him, okay, go to the next house I'm watching, and I stay chatting with her while her kids are playing with my dog. And she tells me, I'm glad that you posted your note on social media, because there was this lady who actually called the cops on some children couple of weeks ago. That is disgusting. And I paused and I looked at her and I said, I know those were my children. She's like, oh my God, are you serious? She called the cops on a six-year-old? I said, yes. Yes, she did. She then told me, I know that the post is gone, but I want you to know that a lot of people had your back. The kids, they are so cute and they're so respectful and I know that it's hard for them to raise money for things, you know, that they need to do for their programs, for school and whatever. 
I'm so sorry that this happened to you. You have our support. Just if you need anything, try to remember our house. In more than an instant, justice was served. It was there. I just had not seen how the universe had been working on my behalf without me doing anything. I realized when I spoke to that lady right then and there that all of my prayers, the ones that I've done in the morning, the ones that I do when I'm walking about to have a great day for protection and all that good stuff, they were really heard. Ochosi made sure that I didn't see any of the messages that weekend. We were busy doing scouting things. And he made sure that the cops were not involved and an aerial manhunt did not take place. Ogun made sure that we were safe when we were out there. I mean, this is a gun-carrying state. She could have shot us in fear. Anything could have happened. Elegba made sure that where we went, was the right street for what was about to come. And he made sure that I did not make it into that meeting. Let me tell you, I sure did try. I tried to make it to that meeting with everything I had. I'm notorious for making it to places like that late. And I'm like, I am not going to be late. But it happened. Yemaya made sure that those boys felt nurtured and still they were cute. And because of this, they will always be remembered in the neighborhood as the scouts that some crazy lady called the cops on them and will probably get support throughout their entire scouting career. Like, seriously. And they don't even know about it. They don't even know that this happened. The ancestors all played their part in making sure that everything was the way that it was supposed to be. I didn't need to kill no chicken, burn no candle, crush no herbs. I didn't have to leave nothing at her door, no powders, no nothing. Divine justice was at play here. When we pray in the mornings, we might not see what is going on in the background. We might be really gung-ho on pushing our own agenda. And we have to trust our spiritual process. We have to trust that if we make a prayer, that it's going to be said with heart and that it's going to be heard. We have to trust that our ancestors, they got our backs. We have to trust that our Orishas got our backs. We have to know that for trivial things, which at the time will not be trivial to us because, man, this was not trivial to me. But really in the grand scheme of things, They're so small and so minute. And there may be a much better way to get our end goal than my own. We have to trust that witchcraft or working someone is not always the answer. We have to trust that if we get involved by buying that candle and doing that spell in that book or, you know, whatever it is from that online group, that it could be messing up what truly could be divine justice and in our best interest. We have to trust that sometimes our anger and our hurt may not be the way to where we need to go. Actually, not sometimes, but pretty much always, we're not where we need to go. 
We need to trust that for serious things, yes, we can ask the Orishas, we go to the priest, we go to the oracles, but we have to trust that they have heard us for other things. Can you relate to this story? Have you ever interfered with divine justice and made something small much bigger than what it needed to be? Have you wasted money in the process? What about not getting the turnout that you wanted? If you did do it, did you get your feel-good pill, but something was still like missing? Because I know I needed my feel-good pill of karma, but it just wasn't meant for that. We have to keep in mind that divine justice comes in amazing times. And it just comes in its own time. And it may not be ours. And I just wanted to share this because a lot of people want to spell and they want the book and they want the this and the incantation and whatever it is for a quick fix. But divine justice is a bit bigger than that. And I wanted to share this with you. You've reached the end of this episode and I can't thank you enough for hanging out with me until the end. For show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 29. Before I go, kudos to one of our students who suggested that I let you know through the podcast that we have a set of live free classes coming up in just a matter of days. Do you want to know what it takes to be part of the Orisha traditions? Have you been part of the traditions before and left for whatever reason? What do you need to know when it comes to recognizing a responsible priest? What about spells? If you want or if you have had or want any of these questions answered, then this class is for you. To register for one of those classes, just click on www.orishawisdom.com forward slash live April. This is the very first time that we are doing three live classes. I've never done them in a row, so I'll let you know if I survive. So wish me luck. It's going to be fun though. It's definitely going to be fun. Did you like this episode? I hope so. If you have a couple of minutes, a lot of you type really, really fast. Go to iTunes and leave us a raving review. It just takes a few minutes, but I do read each and everything that is written out there. And hey, it could get you a shout out on the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. And I thank you in advance to all of those who have shared. I, it's just an amazing feeling and it keeps me going to bring you more podcasts. So I thank you in advance for making this a great Orisha Traditions podcast. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odapo. Thank you for listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. 
Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time.